You are listening to the Aaron Evans Podcast. This show is devoted to inspiration, mindset, self-development. This is designed for the rebels, for the outcasts, for people that want to jump into life with both feet. If you like what you hear, be sure to rate and subscribe to this podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at Aaron underscore Evans. Thanks for tuning in. Hello. Can you feel that? I can feel a rebellion underfoot. And not a rebellion against the government or our families or society. It's a rebellion against status quo, getting by, and sameness. We're tired of being tamed, of fitting in, of playing the part, of all the shoulds attached to who we are. As Marianne Williamson said, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that frightens us. That's fun to read out loud at the end of yoga class, but put it in your skin. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we will be successful beyond measure. Why would that be frightening? It's scary because if you are going to be fully expressed and powerful beyond measure, you will have to break free of your comfort zone. You'll have to do what no one in your family line has done. Some people will reject you. You might be perceived as audacious and bold, egotistical. And in the same breath, you will finally be expressing what is meant to be expressed through your incarnation, your body, your personality, your gifts. If we are to do what we've never done before, go against the grain, speak up, ask for what we're worth, this will require that we get to know our stress responses so that we can hack our nervous system to be okay in a scenario that before was not okay. This is where resilience starts to build. When I was in grade seven, I got a buzz cut and I got a peace sign shaved in the back of my head. And I remember that I had two choices that night. I said to myself, okay, either you are going to admit you hate it and it's ridiculous, you look silly, or you will fully embody your haircut and you will rock it so hard that no matter who mocks you or doesn't think you're beautiful, it doesn't matter. And that day, Erin went to school and she rocked that mushroom cut with the peace sign underneath like it was her job. That's one tiny example of how we rebel We might rebel through what we're posting on social media. We might rebel in our profession, the way we wear our clothes, the books we read. 
but it's a definite stance of moving more toward your own alignment, what you believe is beautiful, your stamp of approval on what is cool, what is important, and what needs to be moved forward in the world. So stress management. We all know that calamity is par for the course. We know that our parents will get sick and we will get injured and we might lose our fame and might not be able to pay our bills and develop some sort of weird disease in our abdomen where we can't eat gluten or whatever else. And so these are things that we know are going to happen. And yet when they happen, it can knock us out at the knees and, and make us stop following our own rebellion, our own uh, commitment to the life that we want to live. So the stress responses. We have fighting. When one is stressed out and the fight response kicks in, it manifests as a desire to control to control what we're eating, what we're doing, other people. We have the flight response where we abandon ship, run like hell, pretend it didn't happen. Then we have the freeze response. We stop dead in our tracks, an inability to move forward, uh, a moment of complete halt or what I see quite common in myself and my clients is the fawn response. And like a, a puppy rolls over and shows you its belly, it is the people pleasing, the harmony, and the watering down what you really mean in order to be liked. Reflect on some situations over the past couple days that stressed you out. Some scenario that got the adrenaline and the cortisol pumping and you felt affected by something you saw, something you heard, or something you thought. And with those situations, consider how you responded. Did you try to control? Did you abandon ship? Did you stop dead in your tracks? Or... Did you try to people please and manipulate your way out of the situation so that you wouldn't cause disharmony? When we learn how we respond to stress, we can extend and expand our capacity for situations that are outside of our control. Because if you are truly going to embody all your potentiality and all the success that is meant for you, there will be more and more situations that might get your heart beating at a ridiculously fast rate. So if we can start to become an internal resource for ourselves, and it's pretty common nowadays, people are talking about reparenting our, our inner child, and it is about that. It's about maintaining or calming the inner child down when it has a, a tantrum or it doesn't feel safe, uh, it's losing followers or losing friends. That can be really discombobulating for the nervous system. 
So if we learn our stress responses and we start to resource ourselves, then we can respond differently. Because our brain, unfortunately, hasn't evolved beyond the lizard brain that believes that any threat is just as bad as a tiger at the cave door ready to eat you. In order for us to grow the container, to make our nervous system our allies, we ought to have self-care practices that ground us. And this is a matter of putting our feet on the ground, putting the phone away, and getting centered in our tissue and our bones and our breath. If you are about to have a difficult conversation, ask for a raise, go for a job interview, stand on stage to speak, deal with a client that you feel is so high level, in order for you to be the best of service to the situation and yourself, you have to be fundamentally stable and confident in your own skin. And this is exciting because we're figuring out where we gaslight ourselves. Going back to what Marianne Williamson said about this inadequacy and how that's not our fear, Perhaps we've been using this as an excuse. Perhaps this is the easiest way to become a victim so that we don't have to act. Because in the acting is the reaction. People we love might not like what we have to say. They may not like our life choices. When I decided to leave my husband, I was really afraid of what my family would think. I was petrified of what my grandparents were going to think. I was worried what Oprah would think. And that decision, although it was so aligned with the next evolution of Aaron, even though it was going to break a bunch of hearts, including my own, it was something that I needed to do. And I stayed in victim mode. I stayed in inadequacy for quite some time because I knew that if I were going to own my style, there would be people that I love that would be hurt by it. And at some point in the hero's journey, we have to break some hearts in order for us to break out of our cocoon, our, our enclosure, our encasement. And this is exciting. We don't want to mimic or copy anyone else's work. Our intention is to figure out what we want to express and then do that. This requires us to dismantle all concepts of how we should live or what one needs in order to attain some particular state. We're not looking for someone else's opinion. This is completely sourced inside. One of my favorite musicians, MC Yogi, when asked where he drew his inspiration from, he said, it's always inside. I never go out there. 
Are you ready? Because I'm ready. And back to Marianne Williamson's poem. In it, she articulates that your playing small does not serve the world. And it's not unique to you or to me or to Lady Gaga. It is all of us. Every single one of us has this divine sparkle. And she says, when we let our light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. When we liberate ourselves from fear, our presence automatically liberates others. This is not a selfish act. This is an act for the betterment of humankind. This is a rebellion against our excuses and our fears. This is a rebellion against our people-pleasing and our anxiety. This is a choice to go bigger, but in the going bigger, learning how to stay calm and centered so that the motivation and the drive is never from a dark agenda of fame, of fortune, of competition. I am so excited about whatever it is you're creating whether it's more depth in your relationships, you're learning to cross-stitch, you're having a hard conversation, you're getting after a dream that's been percolating. I love you dearly. You are the owner of beautiful. Let's stop dressing, acting, and speaking the same because there's more for us to do. And this matters.